Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Give the Lord some praise, amen. Before you sit down, I want you to high-five a couple people. Say, God bless you, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't slap them. I say high-five them. <laughs> praise the Lord, amen. Guys, go ahead and have a seat, amen. We're, we're, in, a, we're, in, part, we're in a two-part series, mini-series on overcoming your barriers, I started it last week, amen, and last week we talked about the need of overcoming barriers and what a barrier was. And so I want you to turn to our text in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, and if you're following us on the, on the Bible app, uh, everything will be there, and it will also be on the screen there. And so uh, why don't you uh, read along with me? I want you to repeat after this, amen, with me. Say, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary... The devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. Amen. If you didn't read your Bible, you did today. Amen. There you go. Hallelujah. One translation says to be sober-minded. The NIV says to be self-controlled and alert. The New Living Translation says to stay alert and watch out. Tell you to watch out. How many know that we face a real enemy? Come on. Come on. An enemy that wants to take you out. And he will set up barriers, listen, as roadblocks to God's promises. Understand that a barrier is defined as this. As a fence, as a rail, bearing advance or preventing access, an obstruction, a hindrance. A barrier, therefore, could be a person, an object, or circumstance aimed at you at, at bearing you making any forward progress in your life. But I'm here to let you know today that the God's word contains the grace, somebody say grace, and the power, somebody say power, that is needed to overcome. Can somebody say amen? And tonight I want to minister on the second part, amen, on how to overcome barriers. How to overcome barriers. Breakthroughs, listen church, breakthroughs come by having an encounter with Jesus. Come on somebody. An encounter with Jesus is the one thing, listen, that will position you to face your barrier and empower you to break through every barrier in your life. See, once you have a true encounter with Christ, come on, somebody. I'm not talking about a feeling. I'm not talking about a little tickle. I'm not talking about having a good service or saying, man, that was a good service. But I'm talking about an encounter. I'm talking about an encounter, church. It will change you from the inside out. It will change the way you think. Come on, somebody. It will change the way you talk. It will change even the way you walk. Come on. Some of you guys walked in so prideful. 
When you first came to Christ, amen, come on, when you walked into this church, eh, you know, you came in, but God changed your walk. Come on, come on. He changed your walk. Come on, some of you guys even skip now, hallelujah. Come on, that, that's a change in the walk. Come on. You never skipped before, but Jesus came into your life, and now you skip for joy. Come on, somebody. Come on, God, God did something. There's a different walk in you. Come on, some of you guys walked in always scared. Right? Come on, somebody. Now we can walk in and say, you know what? I don't care. Jesus got my back. Come on. You can come out. I don't care where. I got, I'm protected. Amen. Now, come on. God has my back. So he changes the way we walk. See, I got saved over 24 years ago, and I had an encounter with Christ. Amen. An encounter that helped me break through my barrier of alcohol in my life, and I never took a drink of alcohol again. 24 years sober, 24 years and counting, amen. That is an encounter, church. That's what I'm talking about today, that when you have an encounter with God, it changes you completely and fully. You're a different person. See, Paul, Paul had an encounter with Jesus on his way to Damascus, an encounter that would give him the courage to face any barrier that would come his way. An encounter that turned him completely around. It changed him from the inside out. It changed his walk forever. Paul, who was one day, listen, killing Christians. He had hits on disciples, contracts on their lives, amen. And he was there when he gave the order to stone Stephen to death in Acts chapter 7. One day he was walking like that, church. One day he was walking in those footsteps to having an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. Paul, who was Saul at the time, got radically saved. I'm talking saved, saved. I'm not talking saved. I'm talking saved, saved. He got radically saved, amen. And he would, he would ask the Lord and end up asking God, what is it that you want me to do, Lord? Think of the barriers that Paul faced in days to come, running into his old friends again. Come on, what do, what do you mean you got saved? What, what do you mean you're one of them now? Come on, but it didn't matter to Paul, amen, because he had an encounter with the truth, church, and the truth set him free, church. Come on, the truth set him free. An encounter, church, with the everlasting life. Paul probably told me, oh, you can make fun all you want, guys. It doesn't matter because I found the truth. A truth that Paul never went back to being Saul. Come on, somebody. Remember your old name? Come on, you remember your old name? Come on, come on, God changed your name. God gave you a new name, amen. And, and see, see here, Paul, amen, he never went back because he encountered the truth. He had an encounter, church, with Christ. This spiritual encounter would change your life and turn you around and set you free forever. You know that once you really encounter Christ, you really don't go through struggles? I'm not saying you don't go through temptations. Temptation is always going to be there. But when you have an encounter with the truth, church, and you have a true encounter and fall in love with God, let me tell you, you can make it through. You can break on through. Come on, you can't just say, it's too hard, Pastor. Let me tell you, I, st I was a, an alcoholic bound, amen, and he set me free in one moment. One moment, one encounter with Jesus, and he changed my name from a drunk to a prophet, hallelujah. 
Come on, somebody. He's changed my name. Amen. He called me from a dummy to a son. Come on, somebody. You see, when you have a true encounter with Christ, meaning when you become disciples and not just churchgoers, am I talking to anybody here? Come on. You become a brand new person. The Bible says that you are a new creation in God. You're not just looking good on the outside, but something inside is happening. Come on, there's something inside. Sometimes you may not see the outside. God's still working on me. I may still look a little ugly. I may still look, you know what, man, I don't have it together. But inside, something is happening. That's an encounter with Christ. And when you have that kind of encounter, church, you can become a person that can overcome any barrier. Come on, am I talking to any barrier overcomers in this place? Amen. You're not the same anymore. You're not like that anymore. He called you and I out of darkness into his marvelous light, church. Come on, he called you out of darkness. He called you from where you were at. He called you from that bar. He called you from that neighborhood. He called you out and said, you know what? I'm calling you into my light. The old, somebody say the old. The old is gone. The old way, the old thinking, how you handle things before is all gone. Somebody say hallelujah. Our minds now are renewed and transformed. You're the new man. Come on, somebody. Say, I'm a new man. Somebody say, I'm a new woman, if you're a woman. Men, don't say that. That's a different church. Come on, you're a new man, new woman. Hallelujah. The barriers that you couldn't handle in the past, we can now handle through Christ Jesus. Let me tell you the things I did in the past, amen, uh, that I couldn't overcome, the struggles that I had uh, in the world, amen, uh, that I couldn't overcome, uh, certain situations that overbattle me. Now through Christ, I'm able to do it. I'm able to be a good husband. I'm able to be a, a good father. Come on, somebody. A, a good brother, a good son, amen, a, a, a good cousin or whatever it is. I'm, I'm able to be something better than I was without Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 16 and 17 says this in the New Living Translation. says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely as a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that if anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, the old life is gone and the new life has begun. Hallelujah. Come on. God gives us a start over. Come on, somebody. How many need a start over in this place? Come on, from being a mess up, now we have a start over to start something brand new. Philippians chapter 3, verse 3 says this. We are the circumcision of who we worship God in spirit. We rejoice in Christ Jesus, having no confidence in this flesh. Galatians chapter 3, 28 says this. There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, Neither male or female, for, for you are all one in Christ Je Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, I need some water. Jeez, I, had to, I had to spit that one out. <laughs> Jesus. There it is. Come on. Church, that meeting me, that, 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 that breaks down every race. 
That breaks down every social and gender barriers, amen. That means no matter who you are, uh, black, white, Mexican, educated or not, amen, male, female, God will use you. Uh, God chooses you, amen. Uh, it says, you know what, I choose you. Paul says in Philippians 3, 13, for I can do all things. Somebody say all things through Christ who strengthens me. Psalms 18, 32 says this, it is God who arms me with strength. So you got to understand, church, if you want to break through your barriers, you need an encounter with the everlasting God. Come on, if you're still struggling, you need an encounter. You may just be coming to church. You may, God may have touched you in some way. You may have felt good, but you need an encounter. But an encounter will revolutionize your life. An encounter will change you completely to a brand new person, church. It's an encounter that is needed in order to overcome our barriers. See, another thing that we need to do in order to break through our barriers is this word that nobody likes. Amen. I'm going to say it anyway. Change. Come on, somebody. Change. Nobody likes to change. You ever change your hairdo? Oh, ladies, never mind. I'm not talking to the ladies. I'm talking to men. Hallelujah. Ladies change them every week. Hallelujah. Come on. I tried to change my hairdo one time. My brothers got mad at me. I did. My hair was normally combed back, and I started to split it in the middle. And he says, what are you doing? You a weirdo or something? <laughs> I said, I'm just trying something new, amen. They thought I was weird. <laughs> back then, amen, people in the neighborhood didn't put their part of their hair in the middle. Hey, well, yeah, the studio's brother right there. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I won't tell you the, the name. I won't tell you the names he called me, amen. But I changed it real quick. But nobody likes change, amen. But change, uh, church, is something that we must learn to love. Listen, uh, love and embrace. Everyone who ever broke through barriers embraces change. We need to change the way we think. Our minds need to be renewed, church. Come on, somebody. Listen, 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 listen. Change should be your best friend. Change should be your best friend. Romans chapter 12, 2, which Fino has on his shirt. Don't copy the behaviors or the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you what? Think. Then you will learn what God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Look what the Message Bible says. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you. Somebody say the best. And develops a well-formed maturity in you. Come on, somebody. He says, don't, 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 don't adjust yourself to the culture of the world. Amen. Because sometimes we adjust to the world without recognizing it. Come on, we're acting like the world. We're talking like the world. And here we are as Christians. 
Come on, somebody. And so it says you got you to gotta understand what you need to do. You need to be, you got to give your, your, your fixed attention to God always. Because that devil that I talked about earlier is prowling around. And he's waiting for an opportunity to take you out. He's waiting for an opportunity that you entertain a thought. He's waiting for an opportunity that you do something that you're not supposed to be doing. He's waiting for an opportunity, church, to just pounce on you. Come on, he's a roaring lion. And he's looking at him and he's prowling. That means he's, he's, he's ready to just pounce on you. You're his prey, man. He wants to take you out. And he wants to devour you. He's not your friend. He's not your friend, church. You got to understand it's God. It's when you start to know God, amen, you start to learn his will, you start to learn it by being still, that you start to know that it is good, that it's pleasing, and it's perfect. Come on. I may not be perfect, but let me tell you, I'm perfect in Jesus. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, don't look at me like that. I know who I am. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I may be looking all outside, amen, but you know what? Jesus is on the inside. Eventually, it'll work on the outside, amen. Eventually, it'll come out. Eventually, you'll start to see the God inside of me, amen. But you got to stay focused. you got to keep going. Tell your neighbor, keep going. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. See, we must confront and challenge. Listen, you got to challenge your thinking with reality and with the word of God. Change what you believe tonight, church. Because if it doesn't challenge you, listen, it doesn't change you. Come on. Christianity is not easy, church. Christianity is work. That's why the Bible says to work out your salvation in what? In fear and in trembling. Amen. Come on. It's not a skip in the park. It's not when you get saved and say, that's it. I got my ticket. I'm in. No, you got to work it out. Because that devil is still prowling. And he will continue to prowl until Jesus comes back or till you are dead. But he will work overtime. You know, we, we talked, we sang that song, amen, I'll, 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 I'll knock any wall, I'll, I'll tear any lie to get to you. The enemy will do his best to get to you. He works the same way, amen. He says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, amen. But Jesus comes to what? Give life and life what? More abundantly. See, here's the, here's the author of life, and here's, here's the author of death. He's trying to just take you out, amen, and he will do his job. He will do whatever he needs to do to get to you. But let me tell you, he's the one that's writing those lies that Jesus is knocking down. Come on, somebody. He's writing lies about you. He's, he's, he's talking about you. Why? To take you out, to blow your testimony. To cuss somebody out. Come on, somebody. Come on, the devil says, come on, you're going to feel so good. Just cuss them out. Cuss, come on, do it right now. You, oh, come on, don't wait on Jesus. Handle it yourself. Come on, you can repent later. Come on, the devil's so good to lie to you. Come on, somebody. Come on, some of us have bought into that. And we felt so bad afterwards. Because it wasn't the right thing to do. It felt good at that moment in time, church, but after... Man, then you feel the remorse and say, God, Lord, why did I do that? I blew it. I blew it again. See, when you think you can't, you got to think that you can. Come on. You got to think that you can. I can do this. I can make this. I can overcome this. I can stop this. If your situation can't, can't get fixed, amen, believe that it can get fixed. 
Psalms 27, 13 says this, I am still confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, meaning that you will see this life. You will see God's goodness right here, right now, church. See, David here in Psalms is speaking. He's going through some trials when he wrote this. But his confidence wasn't in the, it was in, uh, his confidence in this present life was, you know what? You know, someday, uh, maybe not today, but someday, uh, some way, I'm going to see God's goodness. Knowing that God's going to see him through whatever situation that he faces. God's goodness is now. Somebody say now. I'm going to need some goodness now. I don't know about you. I can use God's goodness anytime now. Come on. Everything's all right right now, but I can use a little bit more now. Come on, I, I can use some more goodness right now, amen, because you know what? I can, I can save it for a rainy day. Come on, just keep on giving it to me, God, because I want God's goodness now. See, some people, listen, some people believe that they won't see the goodness of God until they pass away. They, they, you know what? They, you know, they, they, they're hanging on to that, 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 that scripture in Revelation that there'll be a day there'll be no more crying, no more pain, no more struggle. And, and that's, that's all true, but they think they, they can have some joy right now. They think when, when I die, then I'll go to paradise. When I die, then joy will come. When I die, then everything will be okay. But the Bible says that you'll see his goodness in this life as well. That you will see breakthroughs uh, in, uh, in this life. You will see victories in this life, church. See, when the disciples saw the blind man who was born blind from birth in John chapter 9. Remember that story? Come on. If you go to, go to John 9, you can read the story. But they asked Jesus. His disciples ask him, who sinned? What, what's going on here, God? Why, why is his parents, why, 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 what, what was his man? Uh, you know, what, what, was it this man or his parents that he was born blind? Was it something the parents had or, or was it just the kid had came in with that? What, 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 what's going on? What, why was he born blind? Was it him or his parents? And he said, neither one. But that the works of the Lord and the goodness of God shall be revealed and displayed in his life today. Today, right now, you're going to see why he was born that way. You're going to see the power of God displayed in his life. See, we need to change the way we see our problems, church. Too many times we see problems as stumbling blocks. Come on, someone, let's be real. And we need to view them as stepping stones. Each problem, listen church, each problem, each, each situation that you're facing with Christ, you should be able to step a little higher in it. Come on, you got to continue to look at them, not to stumble you, not to slow you down, to stop you, but to take you a little higher. Another problem, another step up. See, stay on top of your problems, not on the bottom of your problems. See, we get things, they stumble us, and we just stay there, and we, woe is me, uh going through situations, I'm going through problems, Pastor, yeah, so am I, but I'm standing up here. I'm learning from my problem. I'm going to climb a little higher in my problem. I'm, I'm going to move up higher. I'm going I'm to use that block and say, devil, you ain't going to stop me. I'm going to go a little higher with God. I, I'm going to trust God a little bit more. Amen. I'm not going to keep myself down where the devil will kick all kinds of lies to you and keep you down and devour you. See, some people that don't stand up will die right there. Come on. Come on. We got any backsliders in the place? You died. 
You died. I'm a backslider. I can, I can, I can tell you, I died. I was living for God. I let the lie rip me off. It became a stumbling block. I fell down, and it kept me down. And he pushed me down until I just let go and became what he wanted me to be. Come on, somebody. Got to look at problems and say, okay, God, you said that you won't give me anything that I can't handle, right? So everything that comes your way, even problems, are meant to build you. Come on, somebody. They're supposed to take you up a little higher. You're supposed to learn from them. You're supposed to climb up higher from them, not stay down in it. Some of them are because of your own mistakes. And some of the things, you just got to come to your knowledge and say, you know what? I messed up. I messed up. God, forgive me. And so you got to be a man or a woman that says, you know what? I messed up. Come on, you got to repent. You got to repent and say, God, I messed up. I repent from this, God. And as soon as you say, I repent, boom, you get up. He's like, picks you up. I mean, it's just like, get up, boy. You repented. You're okay in my book. I forgive you right on the spot. Get up and get a little higher. Come on, get up and get a little higher, church. Don't stay down there. Don't complain. Come on. You can have, man, uh, there's so many Christians having pity parties on the floor. And some of them are little tantrums. Oh, I seen them, amen. And I seen them in this church. So don't, 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 don't say, ah, not me, Pastor. Oh, I've seen them. Sometimes, man, that, what's worse, amen, to see a grown man God who was moving, God was using him, be down there kicking like a little girl. And I don't mean that to little girls. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm trying to offend nobody. But that is like a little girl. Even little girls grow up to be women, right? Or want me to say cry, baby. I'll say cry, baby. I'm not trying to be politically correct, church. I'm just telling you the truth. Just telling you the truth, church. We, we should be able to use these problems, not as stumbling blocks, but stepping stones. Listen, church. What hurts you today should make you stronger tomorrow. What hurts you today should make you stronger tomorrow. Come on. I know everything I've gone through in Christ and my walk with Christ coming back has always made me stronger. Now, I'm not saying that I've never went down, but I've learned to get up. I learned to encourage myself in the Lord. I, I've learned to repent. Come on. I repent every day, church, whether I do something or not, man, because I want to make sure I'm right. God, I repent, God, if anything came in my mind, if I said something wrong, if I... If I didn't treat my wife right, I, God, I, I repent. God, forgive me. Show me what I've done wrong, too. I just don't repent. I, God, show me if I really messed up. But I, 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 I say the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer is to forgive me, right? As, I, as you forgive others. And so I, I'm asking God for forgiveness every single day. God, I want to cover myself. I ain't going to let that roaring lion come and devour me. Come on, be upright, right every single day. I'm going to be saved every day. I'm getting saved every day. <laughs> Come on, every day I'm, I'm getting saved. Every day I'm repenting. See, what you see, listen, church, determines what you get. Where you are is where you'll be. Heavy revelation there, huh? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> where you are is where you'll be, right? You're sitting on the chair, that's where you are. 
That's where you be. <laughs> That's deep right there. That's deep stuff. See, we need to see the Lord doing something new in our life right now. Come on, or someday soon. You know what? I, I don't see it right now. I don't feel like that man of God, but someday uh, I'm going to be the man that God is calling me. Someday uh, I'm going to be right there. Uh, I may not be there right now, but I can see God's goodness. I, I can see it working in me, and someday I'm going to be the man that I need to be. Because it's just around the corner for some of us. Some of you just got to hang in there. Tell your neighbor, hang in. You just got to hang in there, church. It's around the corner. Some of us, amen, the blessing, the, 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 the promise was right there, and the devil ripped you off. And you're like right where God found you, right back in that pit. I'm here to let you know, church, that one day, listen, one day can change everything. God will say to you tonight, and I prophesy this over you tonight in Isaiah 43, 19, for I'm about to do something new. And I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the desert. And verse 20 says, so my chosen people, you right here, can be refreshed, says the Lord. Amen. God's going to do a new thing inside of you. Why? To refresh you. Some of you need a refreshing. Some of you need a bath. Let me tell you, when the world gets on you, you stink. Some of you need to refresh from your mind and thinking, man. You're thinking the wrong thing, and you love God, and you're hanging in there, but we're not thinking right. God says, I'm going to be a refreshment. I'm, I'm doing something new, and I'm already doing it. Open up your eyes. See it. See, God's not talking about your physical eyes at the moment, because what you see right now is your problems. Right now, you see the situation that you're facing, but God says, start seeing with your spiritual eyes. Open up your eyes and see that God's goodness is right here in the land of the living, right here, right now. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. Isaiah 42, 16 says, I will lead blind Israel down a new path, guiding them along unfamiliar way, an unfamiliar way. I will brighten the darkness before them and smooth out the road ahead of them. Yes, I indeed will do these things, for I will not forsake them. God will not forsake you, church. He's already clearing the path. He's already clearing the road. He's smoothing it out. He, those things that are dark are being lit up for you. He says, I'll guide you. All you have to do is believe. Somebody say, I believe. Jesus says, if you would believe, then you'll be able to see the glory of God. We need change, church. We also need to change our speech. Somebody say, wash your mouth. <laughs> say, I must. Say, I must. Change the way I speak. See, Jesus says, if you want something, then ask. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe you'll receive it, guess what? It will be yours. Jesus is speaking here. He says, uh, don't pray for your own interests. But keep God's interest in mind. Pray for those things that pertain to the kingdom of God. Pertain to the kingdom of God. See, once you seek his kingdom, right? Right, Matthew 6.33 says what? Seek his kingdom first and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. 
God wants you to seek his kingdom first, not your own interests. Jesus says uh, that we can speak to the mountain. Listen, he didn't say speak about the mountain. Come on, somebody. He says to speak to the mountain, not about the mountain. See, the problem is with us, we speak about the mountain instead of speaking to the mountain. But when you speak to it, church, listen, it'll move. When you speak about it, it builds up. Did you get that? Come on. You're supposed to speak to it. Speak to it. Don't speak about it. Speak to it. See, a lot of people never speak to their problem, but they speak to everybody about their problem. And so each time you do that, guess what? It gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and pretty soon you don't believe nothing. All you're doing, man, the mountain in front of me, man, it hurts, man, it sucks, man. It's... And you're telling this to people that you're inviting to church. You think they want to come to church? Heck no, man. I don't want to go there. You're going through struggles, man. That's too much. See, you need to speak to the problem. Somebody say, mountain. Come on, say mountain. Move. Come on, that's, 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 that's authority. That's, that's an encounter. You change your speech. Get out of my way. If that has to be your wife for the moment, get her out of the way. All right, this is kingdom business, baby. Come on, you're slowing me down right now. Come on, come on. We can slow each other down. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, we're not putting each other down. It's true sometimes. Hallelujah. That's why we need a balance. Come on, so when one is up, the other one's down, the other one takes over. I thank God for my wife who can pray when I'm being a knucklehead and say, you know what, she prays, and then she gets a hold of me, and I'm calling her, and I'm saying sorry. Come on, that's, what, that's how it happens. Come on, we, 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 we still, we're in this flesh, though, church. We're not in heaven yet. Come on, we're going to say things wrong and do things wrong at times. Come on, somebody, let's be, be, let's be honest. We're going to go through some emotions because we didn't get prayed up. We didn't put on the armor of God. We didn't put on the fruit of the Spirit. And so we have a bad day, bad moment. Amen. Someone just took your coffee. Someone cut in front of you, and you blew it. Come on, don't look at me all holy like not me, Pastor. Some of you have cut me off. I know. Hallelujah. Jesus spoke to problems. Jesus spoke to situations. Jesus spoke to circumstances. He cast out demons with his word, church. He spoke to the sea and the wind, and they obeyed him. Proverbs 18.21 says, the tongue has power of life and death. James 3.2 says this, if you can control your tongue, we can control the whole body. It goes on to say it's like a, a rudder of a ship. It determines the direction of your life. The tongue is also like a fire, which can cause destruction with a little spark. Come on, you ever said something, a little spark, and boom, it just blew up. We also need to change the way we, how we respond to things. I want to help you guys here. How to respond to these. Come on, how to respond to circumstances, even to people. See, listen, church, listen, listen. You've got to listen. You have, say I have, the ability to choose how you're going to respond. Your responses, listen, your responses is your responsibility. You may be not be able to control what comes your way, but you have to choose how you're going to respond to them. Someone said this, events 
plus response equals your outcome. Events plus your response equals the outcome. Whatever's coming at you, how you respond is what the outcome is going to be. Come on. You can either get mad and address it that way, and guess what? It's going to blow up. It's going to respond something different. Or you can just shut up, hold in, bite your tongue, and walk away. You know what? If you want to say something to them, say into your mind, say, God, forgive me what I just told them. God, God, he's a knucklehead, Lord. Help me to walk away because I'm going to punch this dude out. Jesus, help me. And then turn around and smile. <laughs> Not knowing what you just told them. Amen. Hallelujah. That's scary. <laughs> so if you ever see me go like this, I just said something about you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, the altar call is coming. I'm going to be the first one there. <laughs> Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, and I'm closing this up, church, that we should turn the other cheek. It also says if you go two miles, if, you know, go two miles if someone asks you to go one. This goes on to say to love your enemies, to bless those who curse you, and to do good to those that hate you. The question is tonight, church, can you do those things right now? Because if you can't, then we need to change some things. We need to change something. Something has we need an encounter with God because we need to be like Christ. Always. To be like Jesus. That, that is the ultimate goal for all of us, is to be like Jesus. There's a song where they sing the old time, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, amen. All I want is to be like him. All through life's journey from earth to glory is to be just like him. And that's our, that's our goal. That should be our goal. Every time we wake up, God, how can I be a little bit more like you? How can I take a little bit less of me off and put more of you on? God, I, I need to be like you. I need, I need to love my enemies. I, I need to bless those who curse me. I, I need to do good to those that hate me, Lord. I have a hard time with that, Lord. But through you, and I put on your character, I can, I can do that. If someone tells me to go uh, one mile, I'll go two miles for them, Lord, with no problem, no questions. God, if someone says something back to me, I'll turn the other cheek. Now, I'm not saying you can't defend yourself, church. You've got to bring a balance. But you know what? Turn the other cheek means to walk away. Don't, 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 don't allow the insult to get you into that place that you don't want to be. God, I want to be like you, Christ, because let me tell you, there was times that Christ confronted issues. He didn't just turn his cheek. He addressed things. Now, he's not speaking this here, but he speaks things that are the world that if you turn around, it's not going to do anything. So just walk away. Come on. It doesn't matter if you're right, wrong, whatever it is. Just walk away. It no one wins, church. Let me tell you, guess what? The only thing that, that, that loses is you because he doesn't lose. You lose everything. And so we got to understand who we need to be, church. So as I close tonight, if you're going to break through some barriers, you're going to need an encounter with Christ. An encounter that will empower you to break any barrier that you'll be facing. You need to change the way you think, what you see, what you speak, and how you respond to things. Change your attitude. Change your lifestyle. Change your negative thoughts. We need to change, change, change.
Every morning we need to change. What can I change? When that changes, think of, tell God, what else can I change? God, I need to change. God, there's always a change inside of us, right? Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. He's working on us. He's, he's working, but he got to work inside of us first. He has to change our hearts. He has to change our thoughts, our, our mind, everything. We need change. Listen, church, no one's too young. No one's too old to change. Come on, you can't come to me, Pastor. This is how I am. I'm, you know, I'm 67 years old. I can't change. This is, this is, no, you can change. That's an excuse. That is a lie. You don't want to work at it. You don't want to do it. So guess what? You rip off your promises. You may make it to heaven. I'm not saying you might not make it to heaven. But you may not either.